Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Drabblecast, episode 79. The Drabblecast is a weekly flash fiction podcast magazine that brings strange stories by strange authors to strange listeners, such as yourself. I'm your host, Norm Sherman. This week, since we've got a shorter feature story, we bring you two Drabbles. Drabbles are stories exactly 100 words. Send yours into Drabblecast at yahoo.com. Our first is called My Nightmare by Nathan Hotavoy. Nathan wrote this while bored in advanced math class, and it's the first one he's ever done. Hope you enjoy. I walked into the bar, looking for my guy. It had taken me three days and a hundred dollars to find him. Over in the corner of the room, he stood, drinking milk. How much? I asked. Depends. How many? He answered. Just one. It dawned on me that he probably never got such a simple request. Five hundred, he said, as he set his milk down on the table. I handed him the money, the directions, just as he wanted. The blue garden jockey next door would haunt me no more. The nightmare had finally come to an end. Next, we have Night of the Witches, a unique drabble written and performed by Andrew Culver and Joshua Charney. Music can really make or break a story. Hell, good instrumental music is a kind of story on its own. These two have been combining good music and good stories with a cool kind of synergy. Check out The Town Without a Soul by these guys at Well Told Tales Podcast, which you'll find linked in our show notes. They went to the beach and Elizabeth felt a strange wind. A silhouetted figure passed across the moon, riding on a giant stick. She couldn't speak, so she pointed at the sky. Oh, Elizabeth, her dad sighed. Should we tell her? Okay, Patty kneeled. Elizabeth, tonight is the night when all the mothers turn into witches. No, she stumbled and groped for her mother. Mom! She was gone. She heard the laughter of the mothers, soaring through the dark. Her mom's dark silhouette crossed in front of the moon. She fell. As the world blackened, screeching laughter reached her ears. Well, our feature story is called Low Carb Cheesecake by Nikki Drayden. 
Nikki's a systems analyst who's recently made the life decision that she'd rather spend her time working with pros than code. She resides in Austin, Texas, where being weird is highly encouraged, if not required. So without further ado, Low Carb Cheesecake by Nikki Drayden. Microscopic explosions danced across my taste buds. I closed my eyes to savor the delectable flavors. This couldn't be right. There was no way that this cheesecake could be low-carb as the menu had advertised. I flagged my waiter over, shoving a last innocent forkful into my mouth before I faced the truth and ensuing pounds. Yes, ma'am. Is the cheesecake to your liking? Very much so. I said, patting my cloth napkin at my mouth. In fact, I I think you must have accidentally given me the regular version instead. I'm afraid that is impossible, he said, carefully enunciating as if his words were as delicate as lace. This is our signature cheesecake, the only one we serve. The joyous expression that crossed my face must have been a startling one, since the waiter suddenly looked overcome with worry. Are you all right, ma'am? Yes, fine. I glanced around the restaurant, noting how thin everyone seemed to be, and how they were blissfully shoveling bite after bite of cobbler's cakes and pies down their throats. Perhaps I should have dared to have more than the mixed green salad for dinner, but it wasn't too late to indulge. I looked up bashfully at the waiter and said, Could I get another slice, please? Of course, I'll have that right out to you. And will that be all? Just one thing, I said, nodding towards the cheesecake. How do you do it? I'm not allowed to say, miss. It's a family recipe. Oh, I see, I said, stroking my purse with an exaggerated motion, trying to imply there'd be a big tip involved if he spilled it. He shot a series of nervous looks around the place, then pulled a rag from his apron. As he pretended to wipe a mess up from the table, he leaned in close to me and said, Pixie dust. Pixie dust? I shouted, and he immediately shushed me. It's sweeter than sugar with a fourth of the calories. The owners brought the recipe with them from the old country. He eyed my purse, the polish in his voice replaced with that of street sensibilities. I hope you know that I could lose my job for telling you this. I hear the going rate on giving up tips on secret recipes. Is it uh, 200% these days? I winked at him. The waiter looked satisfied with my offer. After all, what was 40 bucks compared to a lifetime free of dieting and exercise? I took another forkful, closely examining my dessert. I could see the sparkles glistening under the artificial light of the restaurant. Perhaps I could take a trip to the old country myself to find pixies of my own. I imagined myself in my kitchen, my new tiny companions flapping their delicate wings as they hovered above my mixing bowl. Then we'd all laugh as they cast plumes of their magic sweetness into my favorite recipes. I saw the waiter coming with my second piece, so I popped the last morsel into my mouth. But as I chewed, I crunched down onto something hard. I discreetly spat the offending bit into my napkin, then looked at it in horror. Waiter, what is this? I asked, holding up the napkin for him to see. Clearly, it was a tiny glass slipper, no bigger than the nail on my pinky finger. Oh, he said. I'm sorry about that. The, the blades on the blender must need sharpening. Y- you mean... 
I swallowed back the lump in my throat and ignored the sloshing in the pit of my stomach. Are you telling me that I just ate a pixie? No, no, not, not a whole one, just parts of one. Five seconds on chop, fifteen on puree. It's enough to make three cheesecakes easily. There it was, that concern on his face again. This time, more grave. Are you all right, ma'am? Ma'am, can I get you a glass of milk? Well, that was our story. Hope you enjoyed it. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. A few weeks ago, we ran Leah Whiteley's story, Witchcraft in the Harem. This story was a hit. Zaka said, My expectations for this Aaliyah Whiteley story were high, because Jelly Park was so great. In my opinion, she did it again. Aaliyah knows what to do with words. I love this story. Anne Savoy said, I felt like there were thematic similarities between this story and Jelly Park, which is unsurprising. Authors have their own interests, as some of you are figuring out about me. The story started with a protagonist meeting a stranger on a mass transit vehicle, and ended with a strange journey to a strange place where the protagonist suddenly felt completely at home. Aside from these similarities, which were cool, the story was definitely different from anything else I've ever heard or read. Here at the Drabblecast, we love us some Aaliyah Whiteley. The following week we ran Trifecta 4, a special featuring three different short, short stories. Rich Mazur said, Great show. My favorite was the last piece, No Strings Attached. It started out cute, a bunch of crazy bachelor toys just messing around, but ended up being very poignant and actually made me water up a bit with the message about cutting old strings. I thought Steve Ely nailed the narration, and I liked how his tone changed toward the end to match the writing. Strawman said, Cosmic Egg was the best of the three, with its novel explanation of universal expansion contraction. For the 63rd time, creation is smart enough to attain light speed, but yet again forgets about infinite mass. Kind of a Hindu vibe there. I hope, for God's sake... It isn't like that. At least if he has to watch. Stalin says, said, Ephemeroptera's lament was choice. Best norm-on-norm dialogue exchange since the time of Merbabies. I also enjoyed BJ's read in the second segment by Mike Resnick. It actually got me to resubscribe to Classic Tales. Speaking of BJ Harrison, I got an email from him saying, By the way, I'm looking for writers who would like me to read their audiobooks. I've come up with a kind of deal for up-and-coming writers who would like to get into the audiobook realm using my website as a jump-off point. Now, if that's not a frickin' sweet deal, I don't know what is. If you're a writer and you aren't so sure about narrating producing yourself and you want to get someone with some mad skills to do it for you, contact BJ at bj at theclassictales.com, which will be in our show notes. Finally, I want to play a promo for an exciting audio drama that I've been a part of being produced over at welltoldtales.com. It's called I Killed Awesome Man. It's about a mild-mannered comic book clerk that accidentally kills his favorite superhero and then must take on his identity to save the world. You can't beat that. Well Told Tales presents, in a part, audio blockbuster. The epic tale of a mild-mannered comic book fan who accidentally kills his favorite superhero, then must assume his identity to save the world. Oh my god! I killed Awesome Man! You must become the next Awesome Man. Me? I I don't have any superpowers. He doesn't have any regular powers. What the hell are you wearing? It's my new alter ego, Commander Badass. No way, dude. I can't take care of myself, let alone a sidekick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Commander Badass is your partner, not a sidekick. Four extremely powerful beings are approaching our world. Real-life horsemen of the apocalypse. Wait, what? Starring 
Norm Sherman of the Drabblecast, and featuring celebrity appearances by Mer Lafferty. Who is that? Seth Harwood. Kick him in the nuts. Matthew Wayne Selznick. The aliens are closing in. Rick Stringer. Get him out of there. Soup Bone, the Wonderpin. He's about to be red, bled, and dead. J.C. Hutchins. Mommy. And Stephen Ely. Sweet mother of God. Available August 25th on welltoldtales.com and ikilledawesomeman.com. So there you go. Great promo. Subscribe and check it out at ikilledawesomeman.com. That's all for this week. The Drabblecast uses a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives license, which means you can't change it or sell it, but you can share it with everybody in the entire frickin' world. We also thrive off your donations, so consider dropping us some help either once or for $5 a month at our website, www.drabblecast.org. You may not be aware that right now a cyborg raptor, a two-ton armadillo, a plague-ridden panda, and a giant land shark are battling it out in our Super Animal Deathmatch podcast. Subscribe and vote for which one you think would win at www.mega-beasts.com or through the Mega Beasts link on our website. Expect an interesting and incriminating video podcast of Dragon Con coming out in that feed sometime next week. Until then, our staff is made up of co-editors Luke Coddington, Kendall Marchman, and yours truly, Norm Sherman. Reminding you to tip your waiters and waitresses. Drink and the bartender shouts last round. An hour ago, this place was loaded. A noise filled the room like the smoke. And laughter and curses spilled like booze from a glass. Words were all slurred when spoke. Yes, words were all slurred when spoke. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.